Hey, welcome back. It's good to see everybody. Praise the Lord. It's good to learn about the things of the Lord. You know, when we're when we're born, we know nothing. So what do we what do we add to ourselves? We add good things or bad things. You know, most of us have probably picked up a few bad things from the world. You know, but I'm thankful that we can come in and learn the things of the Lord and be adjusted. We don't want to be adjusted to the world, but we want to be adjusted to the Lord. So it's a good thing. Talking about baptism, it seems to be, as we talked about last week, a really crucial part of uh, deliverance in our life. Um, the situations that the children of Israel were in, uh, you see how the Lord used water in those situations. And I think it's uh, even talks about... Uh, being washed by the water of the word, you know, by the water of the word. We receive the water from the Lord by even his word that washes us clean of those things, um, which can be of bondage, things that be of bondage in our life, or maybe it's just a, we do things wrong because of lack of knowledge out of ignorance. So, you know, it's a, the, the Lord can handle all those things in our life. It's just a pleasure to be able to come in and and know of the Lord and, and um, find out his goodness, because he is good. But, you know, even sometimes when we, uh, when we chastise our children, it's for their good. You know, we've all been chastised, I'm sure. And um, so anyway, we're going to serve the Lord tonight here and talk about, we talked last week about uh, how the Lord used um, the water to deliver his people out of bondage. I believe these things uh, can turn right over into the things of the spirit now that we're in the in the latter days of uh, of our time here the things of the spirit the lord doesn't throw all the water out and come in with something new he still uses that water to deliver us to heal us to help us to bring us to where he wants us to be it's so easy to get uh, our own ideas about uh, how we want the the world to be and how we want my life to be but I tell you what, that's full of uh, uh, full of hardship in our life if we uh, if we don't check with the Lord and find out what He wants us to do. What's in our life? You know, I mean, some of you are of the age of maybe looking for a, for a husband or a wife or whatever. You don't want the wrong one. <laughs> None of us wants the wrong one. So that's why we seek the Lord and know what His will is for us, and He is willing to tell us. I want you to know that tonight. He's not trying to make it hard on us so we can just have a rough time. No, he loves his people, and we can be obedient to him. He loves that. That's what he likes. And when we have children, we love our children to be obedient, you know. And it's just, it's just a good thing. So the significance of baptism, I wanted to skip over a little bit. We talked about last week about the, the flood of time of Noah and uh, going through the Red Sea. Uh, escaping Pharaoh, the one to put him in, put us in bondage to get out of that, to walk into freedom. But we just don't walk right into freedom. We just don't walk right into the promised land. It's not just laying there, wait for us. There's a challenge. I believe the Lord tests us every way we go. Every step we take, he'll test us to see if we're genuine or not, to see if we're genuine. He says he puts his seal upon us. Well, that's a seal of authenticity that we are his children. And so those are things that he watches us and watches our lifestyle and watches what we do in our life and, and, and is 
either going to guide us in the right direction or is allowing us to go where he wants us to go. It's up to us. We want to come to church. He's not against that. He's not going to correct us for going to church. But there's a lot of places we could go where the Lord might not want us to go. So to understand that these things are here, that we will be a part of what the Lord's doing in our life. I wanted to talk a little bit here. I don't know how much time we have tonight, but a little bit about some of the views that are out there in Christendom about baptism. Um, you know, there's all types of ways to do it, you know. Some people go by the literal translation. And the literal translation means, you know, um, Jesus said, uh, go out in the world and make disciples of everybody, uh, baptizing him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I look at my family. Susan's baptized Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm baptized another little literal way. As I'm baptized in the name of Jesus. So if the Lord's going to get real picky about that, we got a problem. I have a problem in my family. But I don't believe he does because if we, we want to literally translate something without having a revelation of what we're talking about, we're going to come up with a lot of different ideas. You know what I mean? So when you read the Bible, the same Bible says both ways. Which one's right? Well, I have to back pastor in this. It's the way I felt all my life, too, is that we are baptized into Jesus. We're baptized into him. Into him. We're not going to be wrong. We're not going to be found wrong if we baptize that way. I believe that's, that's into him. And it's not an old Jesus way back then, but it's, he's right now. He's current right with us. So, you know, I don't look down on anybody that's baptized any other way as long as it's, it's into the Christian faith. But since we're talking about it, we're just going to talk about it as um, the truth because it is the truth. We need to know those things. Now, there's three major positions on, on the nature of baptism that exist among the Christian groups today. The first one is the sacramental, sacramental view of baptism, which said, according to this belief, the person undergoes, undergoing the rite of baptism receives the remission of sins and is given a new nature and a stronger faith. Now, this is a Roman Catholic uh, rendition of this and is given a new nature and a stronger faith. So we're given a new nature upon our baptism. <clears throat> the new nature is what? We maybe have more strength. I'm not quite sure. Um, the Roman Catholic belief participating in this rite itself has the power to convey grace, which is salvation, to the believer. So what that says is that when we're baptized, we receive salvation as we're being baptized. Now, that's one, that's one view of what baptism is. We can receive our baptism or receive our salvation by just uh, being baptized. I think a lot of people, I remember um, uh, a good friend of Susan's who was actually her babysitter when she was younger was a Catholic lady. And when we had Aaron, our, our older son, she talked and talked and talked and tried to get us to let her take him to the church so she could get him baptized and then he'll be saved and he'll go to heaven when he dies. That, that's the thought. That's the thought. Well, we weren't much of Christians in those days, so we didn't, we didn't think much about that at all. 
So, you know, we didn't let her do that. She was a nice lady, but she just had that thought that if it can get them baptized, whatever happens to them in life or whatever, it'll make a difference if he never goes to church one minute. If he dies, he'll go to heaven. <clears throat> that's her thought. I think that's stretching baptism a little bit further than what it was intended, you know. Uh, Jesus met John the Baptist in the river, and, of course, we know that, that John said, um, you know, it, it should be you baptizing me. And he said, no, we do it for righteousness sake. How many of us would want to be baptized if Jesus didn't get baptized? Right? I mean, he's the, he's the head of our church. And if he doesn't get baptized, I'm not getting baptized. But he said, for righteousness sake, this is the right thing to do. So John was the priest from God, the godly priest, and he baptized Jesus. And so we have this uh, option. We have this, not this option, but this right, this privilege to be baptized. So to understand what that means is that you see some people put many different types of uh, um, regulations and uh, things into baptism that I'm not quite sure if that's what the Lord would have us to do. The covenantal view it's a covenant, covenantal view. Other Christian groups think of baptism not as a means by which salvation is brought about, but a sign and seal of the covenant. In other words, if we're baptized, we agree that God has a covenant with man that he will always, he'll take us to heaven when we die, when something happens. It's a covenant through baptism. So we're going to accept the covenant, right? That means you, there's no way of sinning. You can't sin. Whatever you do, go kill somebody. That's not a sin. Not a problem. Cheat on your husband. Cheat on your wife. That's not a sin. That's a covenant. I've accepted the covenant. I've been baptized. I'm in the covenant with God. That's a covenantal view. I don't believe that's quite accurate either. Because, you know, the Lord looks at our heart and he, he walks with us our whole life to make sure that we stay on track for him. We get on track, and he wants us to stay on track. Why? If there's no reason, no way of sinning, why do that? Well, because that's not the truth. I don't know why, how they come up with these things, but it just seems like that's, uh, that's, that's any way we can twist it, people will twist it. That's why I'm glad to have the class so we can talk about it and say, wait a minute, this is the truth. This is the way. The Lord, we're all different, but he is plans and his purposes is for all of us it's the same heaven for all of us it's the same way to get to heaven for all of us we don't have a special door here for someone else no so we walk through those things that the lord has given us here so the covenant is god's pledge to save man and i'm going to hold him to it i'm going to go get baptized and i'm going to hold him to it that's where that attitude that's way that strikes me is reading that. It's God's pledge that he's going to save man when we die. I don't see that anywhere else in the scripture. He loves his people. He does, he's not out trying to hurt anybody or kick anybody out, but he does have regulations and stipulations and, and, and uh, places that he wants us to stand free and clean to him and because of him in our life, not because... My mom baptized me when I was one year old, and now I've got the covenant here. I'm good. I, I see that, and it kind of just opens up people for 
Don't have to worry about how do they behave or whatever. Do whatever I want. You know, just live like the world and because and, I got my covenant. But that's not the right. I don't believe that's the truth either. The covenantal, covenantal uh, view. <clears throat> On the other hand, it is the means by which people enter into that covenant. We enter into that covenant by, by baptism. We, we can say when we want it to happen. There's too much people in there, too much men into that type of thing. <clears throat> so the benefit of God's covenant are granted to all adults who receive baptism and to all inf- infants who upon reaching maturity remain faithful to the vows made on their behalf. So that means that if I'm baptized when I'm young and I remain faithful, I'll just be baptized all my life. And I won't, I won't miss any opportunity to go to heaven if the Lord calls us. It's a covenant. We accept the covenant, and in that view, God accepts the covenant. So basically, it's up to us what we want. But I don't believe that either. I don't think that's the right way. It's not the heart of God. That's not the relationship that God has had with his people all this time. They've read in the scriptures. I don't know where they come up with that, really. But that's a real common, that's a real common thought in that. So... Uh, a covenantal view. We're going to make a covenant with God. The symbolic view, more along the lines of what I, how I believe, uh, symbolic view is uh, stresses the symbolic nature of baptism. Symbolic. You can know what that means, right? Something that stands, stands for the meaning of, this is a symbol of what we're talking about, the symbolic view. We don't have to go and drown in the Red Sea or go through the Red Sea to prove that we're baptized, we can do, we can be baptized even in a swimming pool because it's about the heart. It's about what the heart says. I want to be baptized because I want to follow the Lord, and I want everybody to know it. I want everybody to know it. So the symbolic view stresses the nature of baptism as being a symbolic uh, gesture and emphasizes that baptism does not, cause an inward change you can walk in there and be baptized and walk out and and be the same person you are doesn't necessarily cause an inward change or alter a person's relationship to god in any way baptism isn't that baptism isn't for that purpose to set our direction toward the lord being a symbolic view, it's a symbol of an already thing that's already happened thing in my heart. And I'm going to go testify to that nature through the waters of baptism. Enough that I'm going to, like Jesus said, for righteousness sake, it's the, light, it's the right thing to do. The Lord requires small things. I remember, I believe it was uh, Philip who met the eunuch on the road. And he was reading the scripture and um, didn't quite understand what it meant. And so he asked Philip. And Philip asked him if you know what you're reading. He says, I don't know. I don't know quite what this means. So Philip expounded him on that. And he says, well, then what keeps me from being baptized? I want this. My lifestyle, I want that. I want to take that to myself. The symbol is that we are baptized into that. We're baptized into that. And that's what he wants. We're baptized into that. The old way is gone. 
the new way in our thinking, I am now a Christian. And the devil can't tell you you're not. Understand? So then we leave it out there and we think, well, baptism is not really a big deal. But it is to me and to the person that's being baptized. It's a step that the Lord ordains in our life and he, he accepts that. And we feel that he accepts that. We know that he accepts that in our life. That we have now made a gesture toward him. Up until then, he's been coming to us. Wooing us and trying to get us into church and get us with some friends that are good friends and all that. Wooing us to bring us in. But then there comes a time where he wants us to take the step in toward him. Toward him. I had, I was telling pastor the other day, I I think I had it kind of easy. I went into a into a church that the Lord directed me into and I was saved. And they said, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we had the baptism all prepared to baptize somebody, but the person never showed up. Would you like to be baptized? <clears throat> I had enough experience in church because of my folks raised us up in church. I said, sure. I did it all one time. You know, saved and baptized all in one night. So, you know, which I would have went back again anyway later on. It wasn't, that wasn't a problem, but it was just that it happened all in one evening. You know, I was saved and baptized, and then the Lord began to do work in my life. Uh, we, we show him that we're fit. We show him that we have a desire to follow him, uh, uh, even if it might even seem a silly thing. This is just water. No, it isn't. It's what it stands for. It's what the water stands for. I'm washed with the water of the Lord in my life. And that's what, that's the important part. That's the important part. <clears throat> so, um, baptism, baptism is an outward indication of an inward change. An outward showing of an inward change. Baptism is that. Because who would, you know, we all want to go swimming in the river. That'd be fun to do. But if you're going down there to be baptized, it's a whole different reason why we're getting into the water. In this case, the Lord says you don't have to cross the Red Sea. You don't have to go through the mighty flood. Just be baptized in my name. And you'll be, you'll be raised up. And I will acknowledge you. And all the people will acknowledge you as, as a brother or sister in the Lord. That's, that's the important part. But it's an indication of an, of an outward uh, explanation or show of an inward change in our life. That inward change. Don't anybody tell you, tell you that that's not important because it is. <clears throat> it serves as a public identification with Jesus Christ and also public testimony of the inward change that has occurred. It is an act of initiation. It is baptism into Jesus Christ. This position explains that the church practices baptism and the believer submits to it because Jesus gave us the example to be baptized himself. Are we going to come out of there with gifts and tongues and all that? I don't know. I've heard people speak in tongues or whatever in those times. But really, it's to make that public declaration, the public declaration that I'm a Christian, that I choose Christ. Public. Because some, some people just want to stay real quiet about it. They don't want to say anything. You want to be a quiet Christian, you know. But the Lord wants us at least one time stand up and make a declaration who we are. So we need that. So we have um, uh, 
There's three vital elements of the Christian life. As in Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized. The two things, the three things that are elements, vital elements of the Christian life are repent, be baptized, and receive the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Which, in itself, um, leads to righteousness and the spirit of promise. The spirit of promise is that the Lord by his spirit puts into our spirit the knowledge that he has more for us than just what we see. It's a, it's a promise that he gives us, but we can't see it until we've made the declaration that the Lord is my Lord and my God until I say, I'm a Christian, and I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I go to church once in a while. No. When we baptize, when we're baptized, that's making a public statement that we're a believer in Jesus Christ. And so he at that time begins to deal with us in our heart. I believe sometimes he even deals with us before by his spirit drawing us to him and drawing us to him. And friends saying something that means that touches your heart and draws us to him. But it's the receiving of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God who gives us that spirit of promise. Promise. Why do we do what we do? Just because we're, we're having a great time, got nothing else to do? No, because somewhere in our heart, the Lord, you know there's a promise in there. We don't see it now, but someday we're going to be with the Lord. And how do I know that? I mean, I'd give you everything I had, cut my arms off. I wouldn't change my mind. The spirit of promise lets us know that there is a promise set out there for us. And that comes to us not so much in baptism, but that's part of what builds our faith to believe. And the Lord says, now you have made this, this step of baptism. I'm going to draw you a little closer to me. And who in here doesn't want to be closer to the Lord? Don't we all want to be closer to the Lord? Yeah, I want that. You want that assurance. I want that assurance. Well, if, if it's a spirit of promise, I'm going to be there with you when you're down and when you have hard times. I'm going to be there. It's a promise that the Lord, why do we get up and pray for Brother Curtis tonight? Because he has a promise in his heart that the Lord's going to work things out for his good. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the way I want it to be. You know what I mean? Maybe I pray in the Lord to get me a job over here and it falls all flat. I don't get it. The spirit of promise says the Lord's going to take care of me. That one just didn't work out. He knows more than me. But without that, without the spirit of promise, without the spirit of the Lord in our life, we're just wandering around. We don't know where we're going. So to step into the next, the next phase of believing the Lord is to then move into this area of baptism, which it's a, it's a sign to everybody, to the Lord, everybody, that there's an inward work going on. There's an inward work. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to draw close to him. He says, you draw close to me and I'll draw close, I'll draw close to you. And we, you know, we need that. Because how long can we tread water, right? How long can we go on our own steam? No, we can't. So we need the Lord all the time. <clears throat> so this is... Um, this is what the Lord gives us. And Peter said that, repent and be baptized. 
repent and be baptized. Those are the three elements and receive the Holy Spirit. The three elements that the Lord um, that the Lord has for us that he wants us to step through. This, um, we talked about the sacramental view, the covenantal view. I want to read this a little bit as uh, on the uh, symbolic view. As we are baptized, we are acknowledging and are associating ourselves with the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As Jesus went through the process of bringing us new life, he had to die. He was buried and rose again to new life. And we can't do any different than that, really. I mean, praise the Lord, he'll give us a time of peace and joy in our life. But there comes a time when we have to sacrifice for the Lord, too, for his things. There are a lot of things people want to do outside in the world that seems like it's fun. But the Lord, does it. he's not pleased with that. He wants us to honor him so he can honor us. Honor him so he can honor us. And I know everybody here wants to have a happy life. You youngsters, you want to marry the right person to, to, to have a happy life, you know? That's what the Lord offers us. Not a, not a happy, good weekend. No, her whole life. And that's what the Lord brings to us. So he had to die and he was buried and rose again to new life. And just as we have learned in the account of the exodus from Egypt, and entering into the promised land, there is a passing from one position to another. And it seems like it's, it goes through waters while the Lord's used that. In, in order to get where God wants us to be, from bondage to freedom, from freedom to service, and service to promise. We all start out in bondage. We all start out in that bondage where we're bound by the things of the world. It's all we got is the thing of the world. We got to find what we can get to, to get us through. But the Lord has another plan for us. So this um, this going through these steps that the Lord puts out there for us. <clears throat> It's our time where we have to be regenerated in the Lord and not um, not wander off. Sometimes it's the hardest thing sometimes when we don't see the Lord moving in our life and we wonder if we missed the boat. You know, I think that's a time when, when weakness comes um, to us and sometimes we're able to make a mistake because we're, we, we think the Lord's forgotten us. We're not that important to him. But I have to say to everyone here, we're, we're important to the Lord. He died on the cross for us to bring the good things to us. Us, little us. Think how many people out there that don't know the Lord. So he brings us out of bondage. The fear of death is a bondage. I don't know what's going to happen to me if I die. You know, I don't want to think about and talk about dying, but it's part of life. But where we go to, if we don't have the Lord, I don't want to know. But if I have the Lord, I say, you know what? It's okay. If it's the Lord's choice for me, then it's going to be a good thing. From bondage to freedom. He takes us from bondage to freedom. We want to hang on to the bondage. Sometimes we hang, people hang on to what they know, even though it's not good, because they're afraid to reach out and try something else, you know, get something else. 
But the important part, and the devil wants to keep us there. He wants to keep us in fear, keep us bound up to his things. But we, the Lord offers us from bondage to freedom, that we can live in freedom, freedom to service and service to promise. Freedom to service. Service of what? Serve the Lord. The freedom to serve the Lord. That's what he gives us. It starts at accepting of the Lord and walking through the waters of baptism and say, Lord, I want what you have for me. And telling pastor and everybody else, that's what I want. I want the things of God in my life. So I make a proclamation so everybody knows that I could feel if I need to come up and pray for somebody, you're going to accept it. It'll be accepted because it's of the Lord. You understand what I mean? In the world, I know in the world we have to guard ourselves. When I was in the world, I guarded myself real close because I didn't trust people. I, I, I didn't know what they want. You know, what, what do you want from me? You know, I, I don't. But in the things of the Lord, we trust him. And that's what he wants. That's that relaxed to be trusting of him and not worrying about, What's he going to do to me tomorrow? Bondage to freedom and freedom to service. He wants everybody to be in service. Everybody. Everybody. It's not a conflict. It's not a problem. And then service to promise. See, he's not, he's not, he doesn't, I don't believe he brings us into the kingdom of God to just sit there and look at the walls. He doesn't. He brings us in to do something. And I, I, I can say this. If he gifted me to do something, he'd gift everybody else. His choice. He chooses who he wants. He gifts who he wants to, to gift. But without going through the steps, and you're in this class, it's awesome. I want, I want you all to, to, I hope you learn something in this, but the inspiration to know that this is just an opening. It's just a door opening that we can show the Lord Lord, I want to show you, I really mean this. You know, I really mean this. I want to step where you want me to step. I want to be where you want me to, to be. I want to do what you want me to do. It's the beginning is at baptism where we will stand before him and we'll symbolically say to everybody, I'm a Christian. I don't know what the last days are going to bring. I don't think it's going to be real friendly to Christians. I really don't think so, but I think and I believe that the things of the Lord, I know they're more important than the things of the world. And the Lord is going to protect us and give us whatever we need to, to do. Whatever we need to do in his kingdom. So, we believe, pastor believes, that the most important person, you know that they, they did a survey, they wanted to know who the most known person on the world on the planet who the most known person on the planet was and they got it all compiled and checked all the countries and different languages and everything and they found out that Jesus was the most known person on the planet he was there's not another person that's as well known as Jesus but look how many I've heard the word heard the name you know what I mean whether they believe him to be the you know God or not Probably not, but he's the most. So we're not looking at someone here that is, I think everybody wants them, but they don't, they don't quite want to give up what they got. But you guys are sitting here. We're sitting in here, and we want to have this. We want to be baptized in the things of the Lord. 
That's as best as we can get. That's close as we can get to the Lord. And then he begins to work his service out in our life after we show him that we're trustworthy to be baptized. We're trustworthy of starting. The first step is, are you going to be baptized? Repent and be baptized. And it's not a legal thing. And I believe each one of you are in here because of a desire to want to be closer to the Lord. And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. The Lord sees that. And I wouldn't, you just, you don't know what's going to happen in your life when we finally step in those waters of baptism. The water's going to part. Remember we talked about last week how the water just parted for the, for the children of Israel to walk across on dry ground. It might look like it's an impossible thing. But I'm telling you, when the Lord's there and he's for you, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop us. So it's the, it's the significance of baptism. And it's, been, it's, it's amazing to me and at one time and other times it's not amazing to me that the real key issues that come from the word of God, from the spirit of God to us, the world wants to muddy them all out and wash them all out to like they're nothing and they have no value. But the Lord went and was baptized himself for a reason. So, and he had to say to John, we're going to do this because of righteousness sake. It's the right thing to do. And I say now, we want to be baptized. That's the right thing to do. That's the next step to show that we want to enter into deeper understanding of the things of the Lord, a greater opportunity for purpose. That's why we are baptized, because the Lord is worthy of it. And he wants us to be sure that we are, we're in it for ourselves and for him, and not just because the friends have you know, dared us to go get baptized. No. So the Lord is the purpose. He's the reason. The reason for the season. So, uh, do you have any questions? Let me just ask. we got a couple of minutes, I think, here. you have any? One more class? I, I skipped you. Okay. Okay. Is that good? Okay. All right. I can get a little more in-depth in some of those things. Yeah. Page, uh, Jeff, you want to do, do one more class? We can do that. Okay. In him alone. Amen. Amen. Right. Right. A new. Right. And a lot of those uh, those uh, alternate opinions, they take out of the Bible. So I talk about literal explanation. They'll go literally. Uh, what did Peter say? Repent to be baptized. Uh, for the remission of your sins. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. It makes it sound like, repent, I'm sorry, 
I'm baptized, my sins are washed away. It doesn't work like that. Because why did Christ offer his blood on the cross if the sins are washed away in the water? No, it's only by the blood, his blood. So, yeah, that's a, so it's how we understand the scripture. And if, if, we, if we take it literal like, like um, just laying it out on the, on, the, on the path before us and just read it word for word without a revelation of who the Lord is, without a revelation of who the Lord is, we're going to read it what it says. For the remission of our sins it has nothing to do with sins. Yes, sir. You mean uh, to be resident in your life? Uh, well, there's um, that would be part of the ministry of the of the Spirit of God. Uh, usually, I, my understanding that would be purpose driven, for what the reason for, not to just have it. I don't believe the Lord comes and fills us up just to walk around. He has purposes for us. That's where we come into the service. The service of God is oriented around the filling of the Lord in our life. Otherwise, we're doing it on our own. You understand what I mean? It's a it's a service, but He moves us from one phase to the next for freedom. I'm free to do what I want to do, but I want to serve the Lord. So he, by his spirit, leads us by his spirit into service for the Lord, whatever that might be. Maybe testimony down at the park. Maybe the Lord might move someone into teaching or, or playing music for the Lord. There's a service that the Lord wants to put us into. We're not just to sit around and do nothing. And the Lord wants us to be active in his kingdom. So when you say the spirit of the Lord in you, it's going to want you to do something. I believe the Lord's going to, the only way to do a proper service for the Lord is to be led by the spirit. Well, I'm not quite sure what you mean by upon us, upon us. You mean like in in prayer? <clears throat> okay. Now you take that as what? Like, uh, was that dunamis? In that scripture, dunamis, she'll receive like dynamite, that type of power. upon you well like I said part of it could be a service he's calling you to a service he's going to come up on you to give you the um, the ability the power the dunamis that's the ability that's the ability he'll give you the ability to do something spiritual without the spirit of the Lord quickening us to life we're going to just be in our own natural self but when the Lord has something spiritual he'll come up on you just like Sarah Sunday night leading the worship. The Lord came upon her leading the worship. And, I mean, you could just feel the Lord just come into the whole the whole sanctuary. That's coming upon her. She's, she's speaking and saying the Lord was giving her to speak. So, yes. 
for a specific. That's going to be... Right. right. Anointing. Okay. But yet, is he with us all the time? Yes, he is. He's with us all the time, but then there's times of service when he gives us electric shock, you know, and you go, whoa, Lord, you can't hold it back. You know, you can't hold it back. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's. when you read it in the scripture, it all uses the same word. You don't know, but that's why I talk about literal translation, understanding by the revelation of the Lord, by training and, and, and uh, learning the ways of the Lord in our life. It takes a while. Just don't think they're going to come out. Come out. We're not going to know it all that way. We're going to make more mistakes than ever. But if our heart's right before the Lord, he's not He's not going to beat us over the head if we make a mistake. But he wants us to be equipped by his unction, by what he wants us to do instead of, well, I think I want to say this, and I think I want to say that. One of the first things I had to do is learn how to curb what I was wanting to say until the Lord gave me the opportunity to say it. So in baptism, this is the beginning and the opening to say, Lord, I want to be a part of your kingdom. Along with that, there needs to be a prayer of, Lord, help me in my thinking and my understanding because that's a revelation of the Lord, who he was, how he works with us, and what we're expected to do in his kingdom. And that takes a while. That, that can take years. Really, that can take many, many years to get to that place, to know, to judge the difference. But right now, you just want to be filled with the Spirit, right? Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you tonight. Uh, what would you do without you, Lord Jesus? We thank you for your help. You bring clarity to us, to our thinking, to our mind, oh Lord. We know you are the one that, that, that does all these mighty things. You give us an opportunity to participate, to be in, in part, oh Lord, but you're the healer. You're the one that lifts us up. You're the one that encourages us, gives us words of, of, of encouragement to other people. You're the one that blesses us, Lord, and I thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that it's, it's not a select club, Lord, that we have to join, but that it's just our heart being ready before you, Lord. You help us, help us to understand the things that you have a desire for. And this is the purpose, Lord, for our service to you, Lord, is what you want us to have. And they just help us, oh God. Help us to understand this baptism even more, Lord, to realize that it goes deeper than just water upon us, Lord, but it's your spirit that wants to come into us. And I just bless you tonight, Lord. We bless you and we thank you for your goodness to us. You already done more for us than we could ever repay, Lord. 
Lord, we thank you for your help, and we give you the praise. Touch these youngsters, Lord, here tonight, Lord, and just bless them, Lord. Let them be powerful in your kingdom, Lord, and in your spirit. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.